Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. So wonderful to have you join us tonight, and we are so thankful to have in the studio today with us John Kohler, missionary to Mexico, was a wonderful pastor in Joplin for years, but now he's going to share with us from his heart. And let's pray before we begin to speak with John. God, I thank you so much for John Kohler and for his wife and for his children, for his extended family, for what you're doing in his life. And and Lord, today we want to bring tremendous hope, hope of a new revelation of how you're working in these days through people who love you. God, you've called us. You've anointed us. Now use us, God, especially these in these next few moments to, to inspire other people with this same hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, John Kohler is with us. And John, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Mexico right now. Well, the Lord sent us to Mexico about five years ago. You know, we're there because he said go. Go. And we're there because there's great need. Yes. And uh, most of Mexico is lost. It's a very dark and wicked nation. People live in total dysfunction. Total, it's, The families are totally dysfunctional. Abuse in the home is the norm. To find a normal home, uh, even a good husband-wife relationship is rare. It's even more rare to find parents who are actually parenting together to develop their children. And so it, it is. it's a spiritual Disaster, But it's also great because where it's dark, it's the light shines the brightest. So we're bringing hope. We're bringing deliverance. You know, we have we started what's called houses of healing. So we're in four different neighborhoods with home churches. We minister divine healing to spirit, soul and body. But that's the dinner bell. So what it does, it it draws when people encounter healing to their bodies, healing to their minds, then they're attracted to a real God, who is a daily God, who is who is who we walk with Him every day and experience His power every day, versus the Sunday go to church thing, and then you you've checked the box off. I'm done. You know, I did my duty, so I live my life for me the rest of the week. So the nice thing in, in Mexico is there's no other answer. I mean, they're here in the United States. You got 40 different. I, you know, I've got this insurance policy, and and so it's easy to be distracted. There, because life is so hopeless, so dark, when they see a light, they're drawn to the light like a moth is drawn to a light bulb. And that's a fun place to be. A hope. A hope. That's what we want to offer. And you've been sharing with me, John, a wonderful new revelation of hope for the church. Just share that with our audience, would you? Well, what comes to my mind, John, is something I I began to see more and more in Mexico, it comes out of the book of Mark in, in Mark chapter one. It's a very interesting story. A, a leper comes to Jesus, and and the leper says to Jesus, "If it be Thy will, you can heal me." So he's not questioning Jesus' power, but his willingness. And of course, Jesus, you know, such a what a manifestation, revelation of the love of God touches him against the law, and says, "Be thou clean." 
And so he's this leper is completely cleansed. And then Jesus says, interestingly enough, don't tell anybody, which he proceeds to promptly disobey. And so this leper goes about so excited that he draws these enormous crowds to Jesus. So we see a leper turned into an evangelist. Now, what the point I want to make is what we're seeing there is the Lord spoke to me. I was in El Salvador about four months ago. I was talking to a group of leaders who are being trained out of in a megachurch to, to start uh, houses of healing. And the Lord told me, he said, son, he said, in churches, there are always invisible leper colonies. Wow. And what he showed me and what, see, oftentimes we pursue healing. We don't even know healings. A lot of people don't even know healing has been made available at the cross. With his stripes, we were healed. So Jesus not only bore our sins, he also bore the consequences of sin, which is he bore sickness, disease, and poverty. So we... In you know those of us in the of of the new covenant, we teach the new covenant principles, which include divine healing. But what I didn't under, understand so much until we went to Mexico is many people have a leper identity, and they believe in Mexico. It's it's strong. It's it's dominates the church. I'm suffering this cancer, this sickness, this diabetes. I'm suffering these calamities. I lost my son to leukemia at 10 years old because I'm under the judgment of God. So so this this punishment, that, but it's not a punishment. It's a gift of God to make me somehow more spiritual. So what happens is that the people have developed. This is the culture of Mexico. This is not one or two or three. This is the culture. I, I love the Lord. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, but my life here is one of a leper rejected really by God because of my sins, rejected by my community. So I live as rejected, although forgiven. So I'm a forgiven sinner going to heaven, but my life here basically is going to be pretty bad. So what has to change, what many people can't receive healing because they're still a spiritual leper in their own thinking. We were talking about that today is what goes on in our head. And Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Mm. So he accuses us continually. We listen to it. It sounds religious. It sounds great. Okay, so if I suffer this cancer long enough, uh, God's, um, I'll be more holy and more humble. And so the more I suffer, the more God really has blessed me. I heard somebody say this the other day on the radio, and it wasn't very good. Listen, God loves us so much that he permits us to go through hell, so you'll be more spiritual. Basically is was the gist of the conversation. And what is it that's supposed to make us more holy, more spiritual? Well, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God that brings us to perfection. You know, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, talks about the discipline of the Lord. What is a discipline? We're chastised by his word, not by cancer. You know, I'm not that stupid that I need to die of cancer to make more, me more spiritual. It doesn't. But my point is is that there are many people in churches who have lost hope, and they attend church every week, but they're so focused on their past sins and their past, they can't break into who they are in Christ. 
And so the hope we have to bring now, and there's a lot of, even in the United States, we see it now. People have lived, come out of such darkness, such deep wounding, such deep abuse on so many levels that they're really in, a, in an invisible leper colony, and they disqualify themselves. God doesn't disqualify us. We disqualify himself like the leper. The leper said, probably can't heal me because, you know, I'm, I'm a leper because the priest told me I'm under judgment. You know, the priest told me I have leprosy because I sinned, and so obviously then I have to suffer this until some, someday, somehow, maybe God will have mercy. I don't know. Matthew 9, 1, and 2, when Je- it was such an odd statement. Jesus said to the paralyzed guy that they brought before him, Thy sins be forgiven. You know, and we read that like, Jesus, the guy is obviously crippled. He's on a mat. He's on the floor. He needs healing, not forgiveness. Come on. So why did Jesus say, Thy sins be forgiven? And it finally dawned on me not that long ago. The guy was so wrapped up in his leper mentality I'm a sinner under judgment. Boy, the Lord's given me paralysis because of my many sins that I've committed. I know I've got the list. So even if Jesus had said, had said rise and walk, he wouldn't. He couldn't because he was so focused on his mistakes. And so Jesus had to first set him free of his sin consciousness to shift him into Christ consciousness. So then healing came. Isn't that wondrous? You know, the Lord just really gave me a deeper appreciation of John the Baptist ministry recently and wherein John has the wonderful opportunity after first baptizing Jesus and Jesus goes into the wilderness then Jesus comes back and John says behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins Mm -hmm. of the world. What wondrous message that is. God doesn't leave us with a messy plate. God cleanses us and enables us to enjoy the sweet fellowship with Jesus not trying to save ourselves but allowing him to be Lord and Savior. But a religious spirit puts more guilt on your plate than takes the guilt off the plate. Religious says you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to earn your salvation, earn the blessings of God, and it's unconscious, we don't realize it. But our plate gets so big of these things that we have to do to please the, please the Lord, then we just come under just guilt and condemnation rather than just walking in the freedom of the Spirit. We just had a meal together and we were so free to be together. That same thing is true with us and God, right? God wants that sweet fellowship with us. Uh, He created us for fellowship with Him and to glorify Him. And God, I do glorify you right now for John and his ministry and how he brings transformation to my life every time we're together. It's happening again right now. God, I just praise you for that. And God, help us to understand some of these key thoughts so that we can be free from trying to please you by good works and just basking in unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, John. How do we bask in unmerited favor? Well, that's a good question. It's always the battle of the mind. You know, was it 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5? We have to cast down every vain imagination and thought against the knowledge of God, bringing to captivity every thought. The problem is we, ex- we accept this negative picture of God as our judge versus as our Heavenly Father. And so we, our minds think along that line and, and until we break you know, Jesus came to reveal the Father, who He is. You know, Jesus never made anybody sick. Jesus was so embracing of everybody. And somehow, how do we separate that from the Father? And I did that years ago, back in the early 70s. You know, God had the black hat, Jesus the white hat. 
God was my judge, Jesus was my Savior, and Jesus was between me and the judgment of God. Jesus came revealed. The Father said, when you see me, Philip, you've seen the Father. So there has to come a changing of our thinking. Who is our Father? You know, He's our Father, God, our Abba Father, not our judge. Mm. Isn't God gracious to us? Wow. You know, one day we are going to stand before the Father, but because we have believed in Jesus Christ, He has declared us to be children of God. And we are not going to experience judgment. We're going to experience rewards for the things we've done, not to save ourselves, but because we love Jesus. So right now we need to just bask in that unmerited favor where we say, God, I'm going to quit trying to save myself and I'm just going to enjoy my relationship with you. And the next thing you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. John, you've experienced times when you just really understood in your heart that God wanted you to do something and you did it. Tell me about a time like that. I just thought it's every day, you know, but, you know, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do my commandments. And uh, John, was it 14, 21, 23, those verses, he said to his disciples, the, the 11, Judas has gone last supper, and he said, listen, if you love me, you keep, you keep my commandments. And so obedience should really flow out of this just daily communion with the Lord. It's not a big deal. We make it a big deal when we're out of fellowship with the Lord. It's a big deal because we're pursuing our own will, you know, distracted by our own things. And then Jesus butts in, would you please do this? It's like, well, I've got my agenda. You know, I've got 10 things i got to do. When Jesus becomes our agenda and he says, do this, we just instantly obey. It's a, you know, it comes out. Obedience should come out of relationship, not out of duty. That's very different. Isn't it? First, we went to Mexico, you know, it's happy pastoring in Joplin. Didn't want to leave my fellowship, leave you, leave the pastors, leave so many things here. But, but when, you know, Jesus says, go, okay, because you're my life. No matter where you, if you're there, then I'll be happy. It isn't, you know, will I be happy if I go there? No, just obey the Lord. And then blessings come. That's so wonderful. How fun it has been to be with you today, John. And I just thank God again for your ministry and your life. As we draw our time to a close, uh, again, friends, let's focus on the fact that Jesus has saved us and Jesus does love us. And there's a wonderful reward waiting for us in heaven. And right now we just need to step into the next responsibility that he has for us. John, close us with prayer, would you? Father, there's so much hunger for you to know you daily, Father, in a deeper way. Your Holy Spirit is given to reveal to us what we have in Christ now, Father. We don't have to work to get more. It's to have more revealed to what we have. So, yes. Father, we thank you for that Holy Spirit touching every heart. You're not a respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. Father, there are, there are those who have been a leper in their own thinking, but in Christ's thinking, they are a son. In Christ's thinking, we're part of the bride. So, Father, we break off that just sin consciousness. And, Father, pray for greater revelation of sin, of son in us conscious. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, John. God bless you. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you, my God, in the shadow of your wings.
The world is in chaos. You're here for a purpose. What does the Bible have to say about it all? I'm Mark Taylor, host of Crosspoint podcast and radio show, and I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I navigate the complexities of faith, culture, and personal growth. Each week, I interview a different guest who is making an impact on the culture of For God's Kingdom. Whether you're seeking spiritual guidance, true information, or a fresh perspective, this podcast equips you to discern truth in today's chaotic world. When Christianity intersects with everyday life, that's where you'll find Crosspoint, sometimes discussing the issues that some churches don't want to talk about. Look up Crosspoint with Mark Taylor wherever you get your podcast produced by KNO Radio and the Sky High Podcast Network.